a big part of the climate crisis comes down to us just respecting this beautiful world and where we live. And sometimes as a whole, us humans don't show it the most respect. We throw out a ridiculous amount of trash and some people think that the best place for that trash is the side of the road. Like who's gonna go clean that up? Just like the mess we have with the climate crisis. Who's gonna clean that up? So we really just need to create a respect for our planet and take the responsibility to clean up the world. And I got to speak with Alec, who saw how disrespectful people were being to our beautiful world and decided that he couldn't be quiet anymore and he couldn't just sit around and not do anything about it. So he created a non-profit to clean up the litter on the side of the road to make our world cleaner. But he realizes this is just an uphill battle if we continue to replace all that litter that he's removing. So we need two things to happen. First, we need to get everyone involved. And second, we need to educate the future generations and let them know that we need to respect our world and not throw things on the side of the road, even if it's convenient for you at this time right now. So make sure you stick around for this entire interview to find out Alex's plan for making the world a cleaner place for all of us to live. You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Alec, do you mind telling us a little bit about LitterPick and what you do? Sure. So I founded LitterPick earlier this year because I got tired of seeing all of the trash on the side of the road. For years, I would drive around, like most people, I would drive around, I would take my kids to an amusement park, and I would always get angry at the trash on the side of the road. And that's all I would do. I would get angry once in a while. I would go out and pick it up, but I never did anything impactful to try to change it. So this year I decided I'm going to do something about it. So I got a few of my friends together to create a board and I created the nonprofit litter pick to make a difference. That's great. And what was that turning point moment for you from where it was like, oh, this is like an issue. Like why are people throwing all this trash outside? to, okay, now I need to really do something about it. Like, I can't just sit around and complain I, about it anymore. Sure. So I think the issue was, I live in Southern Maine, and we have our fair share of litter, but it's not that bad overall compared to other places in the country or the world. In the Southern Maine, we have our usual soda cans, beer cans, fast food bags on the side of the road. And as you're driving, if you don't look for it, you generally become complacent and you don't see it. I was going to take my kids to the water park in Massachusetts, not too far from here, maybe a few hours. And when I got to Massachusetts on one of the roads, you couldn't help but see all the litter everywhere. There were tires and chairs. And I think that was the turning point where it was, I couldn't willfully ignore it anymore. It was just always there. And every time I go for a ride, that's all I see is all of the litter and decided to do something. Yeah, definitely. And I really congratulate you on being able to do that. There's a lot of people who would just see and do see all that trash on the side of the road and just say, oh, it's somebody else's problem or I don't 
want to have to deal with that or that's way too much for me to handle. It's a really great thing that you're doing. And I was in Lubbock, Texas for a while. I know we talked about this before during our pre-call, but for me, it was astounding just the amount of trash on the side of the road. But in Texas, one of the things is that you have constant wind there. You have on a, like an average day, you have anywhere from 15 to 20 mile an hour wind on an average day on a like windy day, it's 30 to 40 miles an hour. And so when you have that much wind, it doesn't matter that you put trash in a dumpster, the wind gets in there. If there aren't any covers on it, the wind gets in there and blows the stuff out. And a lot of the problem too, was that these dumpsters that we had in Lubbock were the lids on them didn't stay down. And so they would get flipped off and then they would break off during like really windy days. So like 60, 70 mile an hour days. And when that happens, then all the trash that's inside get, just gets thrown around everywhere. And so it was a very like dirty place because of this. And a lot of that is okay. People tried to throw it away. But when you think of something like tires on the side of the road or lawn chairs on the side of the road, like that's at the point of, okay, somebody took the time to just go and dump it on the side of the road. It wasn't like, oh, I threw it away in the trash can and then it got blown out or, oh, it like it missed the trash can or it fell off the truck or something like that. This is like people dumping it. And, and that's just like a problem. <laughs> like there not only needs to be like people like you who are out there trying to clean this up, but there also needs to be the other side of it too, like education and changing people's behavior to where like, hey, let's care about the environment a little. And do you have any thoughts around like what you might want to do maybe in the future or something that you're already doing in terms of like education and like changing the people's mindset? That's the key is education. So the cleanest country in the world, to my knowledge, is Japan. They start at a very young age to educate their children of cleaning and not littering. And it's part of the culture. Right. They don't litter and they clean up every single time. And we unfortunately aren't anywhere near that. And to your point of people deliberately putting trash out, you're spot on. I go out a couple of times a week. I try to go out often, but due to weather and my real job and family responsibilities, I can only go out a few times a week. And I try to clean new roads for places that I haven't cleaned before, primarily to try to get others to see me cleaning to hopefully inspire others to help. And there's one road that I've cleaned four times now. Uh, and unfortunately, every time I go down, every time I go down that road, it's less trash. And the first time I went down, it, it was a lot. And subsequent times, there's less. So it's, it's a matter of maintaining that road or maintaining keeping the trash off of it but i went down it yesterday and there's a big amazon box probably two feet by two feet that doesn't just fly out of a truck there's a trash bag somebody took their trash and just put it out there and besides not being pleasant to look at great it's not pleasant to look at that's not the problem if rainwater gets in there all the leaching water that comes out of it gets into our soil gets into our groundwater that we're drinking that trash attracts animals because the trash is right by the road those animals are by the road there's hundreds of people that die in car accidents every year in this country because of trying to avoid litter on the road or simply running over litter on the road or 
hitting the animals that are next to it, right? That trash attracts mosquitoes, attracts rats, attracts flies, which all carry disease, which all carry pathogens. So seeing, having litter on the side of the road, seeing it isn't the bad part. It's everything, all the ancillary pieces that really hurt. Yeah, definitely. And it's especially for some people, seeing it is bad too. You don't want to see trash on the side of the road. Like you don't go to a place and like, oh, look at this magnificent trash. Nobody's going to say that. And so you definitely, you want to be able to go to a place and enjoy the surroundings and enjoy where you are and not have to look at a bunch of trash because people decided to leave it there. Like, I know there's this one place, I have a lake nearby me that my wife and I used to go to when we were younger. And it was like really secluded place on this lake and it was beautiful. And lots of times you would go there and they're just like, it was really nice at the beginning and nobody else was going there. And then I guess other people found out about it and things like that. And it started getting more and more trash and more and more just cans and uh, cigarette butts and all this stuff. And it's just like, ugh, like it just ruins the whole ambiance of the place. And like you said too, it attracts things that don't have any other reason to be there and then it's also just polluting things all the different chemicals in paints and things that we throw away like those are not good things to have in the mm -hmm. environment and although we're putting them into a landfill that's really not good either <laughs> like it, it we really need to not have those toxic things going there either so it, it's definitely a hard piece to swallow if you're not and for a lot of people you really need to be able to understand like the trash doesn't just get picked up by people like you need to have the responsibility to go and either put it in a trash can or dispose of it the right way and if more people have thought that way if the education piece was definitely mm -hmm. there would be really awesome <laughs> for sure it's a matter of getting people involved Right. In 2020, there was an estimated 24 billion pieces of litter on the side of the road. That's an estimation, right? 24 billion pieces. I gotta say, there's only 3.9 million miles of road in the U.S. I'm strictly talking about the U.S., right? Litter is not a U.S. problem. It's a worldwide problem. We have litter in the ocean that there's awesome groups like the Big Blue Ocean Cleanup that are doing amazing work for the ocean. I'm focusing on roads, beaches, and parks. But there's 3.9 million miles of roads in the U.S. There's 258 million adults, not even counting children, just adults. If every person picked up something like 350 feet of road, that's hardly anything. If every person picked up 350 feet of road, that's all of the road in the U.S. 350 feet for rural areas, like myself and most likely a lot of areas, is the front of your property right? The front part of your property, if everybody just picked up the trash that was just in front of their house, in front of their property, that would probably be, I'm going to guess, 80% of all the roads that we have in the, in the country that we could easily clean. And I'm not talking about the highway. Those are, there's safety concerns with people going out and trying to pick up trash on a highway, right? We definitely have to make sure that we're safe when we're picking up trash. But if everybody just picked up the little bit of area in front of their property, that would have a huge impact. That would, if everybody picked up, it's collectively, we can do so much. If everybody just did a little bit, we can do so much. We really can. I completely agree. Yeah. So I know we talked a little bit before about litter picking and what you guys are doing. You created a page to showcase when you go in 
collect trash and stuff like that. What is the goals and what was your idea around naming Litterpick? Sure, it's a great question. So I do have a page. It's litterpick.com. I think I'm going to keep the page. And right now on that page, my intent originally was use it as a social platform, like a Facebook or an Instagram. And we can post pictures of an area that's not cleaned and then clean it and then taking pictures of the trash before and after to help inspire and show people look how beautiful the environment is if there isn't trash all over it. As I think about it more and more, I want to keep litterpick.com as a page for the overarching mission of what we're doing. But I think I'm going to focus more on a Facebook and an Instagram and a TikTok and then a LinkedIn. Great social media platforms already existing where we can use those to post the before and after pictures or short video clips of cleaning activities. It's one less, it's one less social media platform people need to remember username and password for. Right? So I'm going to try to leverage existing, still keep litterpick.com. The name litterpick come from, I shared this last time, when I was driving down a road here close to me, I would see a fast food bag and a soda on the side of the road that somebody threw out. And I would pick it up and the next day it'd be back. Somebody again in the same spot throughout a fast food bag and a soda. I would pick it up and the next day, the same thing. And I thought, what if I just set up a camera, like a, just a camera on the side of the road and caught whoever was doing it to at least report them to the authority. You have to stop littering. There's legal obligations or legal implications with taking pictures of people. So I didn't do that. But that's where the name came from. That's where the name originated. And then I thought, what if I would get an Instagram account and I would just have a page called Litterpick and I would just take pictures of the before and after to try to inspire people. And the name just built and built. And then I started considering my technology background and thinking, how can I use that, the whole concept of Litterpick? We have uh, self-driving vehicles. We have litter picking vacuum truck. We have camera scanners. We have all of these components that aren't put together yet for a specific purpose of picking up trash. One of the ideas that I'm working on is creating a self-driving vehicle. It doesn't even have to be self-driving, but a vehicle that has a camera scanner on it that can scan the side of the road when it sees trash to turn on a vacuum cleaner, suck up that trash, and then turn off. That's the big vision of where I'd like to get to, to use technology, to use the cloud to help take this to the next level and still have people involved. But wouldn't it be great if we had robots? I have a Roomba at home that vacuums my floor. I have an Aquabot that vacuums my pool. Why not have a litter pick bot that goes down the road and vacuums the road? Yeah. Definitely. I love that. I think that is awesome to be able to have your background in technology also be influencing what you're doing now with the pick. And I think it's like really cool, the idea of having a self-driving robot be able to go out there and collect trash because it's definitely the way that we're going and with all the technology out there definitely could be really cool to, to be able to have 
something like that. And then even if it just was out there taking like patrolling and being able to say, oh, like it can pick up like the small pieces of trash, but then it says, mm -hmm. oh, hey, here's a tire, come yeah. pick up this tire. Or, hey, here's somebody through throughout a mattress, somebody come pick up this mattress. Sure. Like, I think that would be a really good thing to have too. And that to have that inside there would be really awesome for sure. One of the pieces with litter pick, that I'm trying to work on is when you take a picture, right? If you're using your cell phone, we all have cameras in our cell phones. You go out there, you snap a photo before and after. There's a lot of metadata there. That data captures, where are you? I'm on Main Street, right? At this GPS location, all the user has to do is put in, what did you pick up? I picked up two, two beer cans. That single data point isn't much, but that single data point across 10 million people across a thousand people, that data adds up to a lot. You can start predicting the litter patterns, right? I on Main Street at GPS location X, every week we pick up five beer cans or we pick up fast food bags. Maybe that location needs a track receptacle. Maybe it needs something to encourage people. Hey, let's put this trash somewhere where it's not on the side of the road attracting the animals or causing an eyesore. Let's put it somewhere where we can control it and not have it fly away because of the wind. And there's a lot of power in data. And the more people that get involved, the more data there is, the more information. Information is powerful, right? It is. It definitely is. A lot of that reminds me of with the app the merlin app with the bird they have a bunch of bird data with the traveling and migration of birds and so people go out there and go birding and record what they see each time and it all goes into their database of all this and so you can use all of this data for these birds to track the migration, to track the patterns that they see from year after year. And they have so much data on it. It's become yeah. such a huge repository that they're able to do all sorts of different predictions and understand how major weather events, how it affects the way the migrations go and where different species are how different species are affected so you think of that that massive amount of data and you apply it to something like this litter collection and understanding different patterns there you can definitely have all sorts of implications from that like you mentioned where to put a trash can i know walt disney when he was creating disney world he went through the park after it was pretty much done and he would go and walk and then just use something and then throw down a piece of trash. And he said, okay, here's another place for a trash can. So mm -hmm. like he had a regulation of, oh, this is, you have trash cans spaced so many feet in a certain radius. But then he went through the park after that and said, okay, I'm throwing a piece of trash down here. So you need to go put a trash can here as yeah. well. So like you just think of that on a massive scale with data that actually backs that up of showing like, oh, this is where a person dropped a piece of trash it can be huge for under us understanding how we can better give people a chance to throw away their trash rather than just throwing it on the side of the road, for sure. I'm sure there are, but it's hard to imagine people are willingly just throwing trash out the window because they want to litter. It's, I would guess it's more of a convenience. I don't want the trash in my car. I'm just going to throw it out the window. And it's a bad convenience, but I'm sure, I don't think anybody 
out there thinks of, oh, you know what? I'm going to throw this beer can out because I want to see it tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I would hope nobody else is thinking that. I think it's so hard for some of us like who are wired in this way of, okay, you shouldn't litter and shouldn't like throw your trash out on the side of the road and then trying to understand the thought process of somebody that does do that kind of stuff. It's really, it's almost like trying to understand like an alien like how do you want like you just like don't it doesn't compute it, the neurons don't connect <laughs> yeah you can't rush i can't rationalize throwing something out the window i just can't right yeah exactly I mean, we That's have so hard. there's a you mentioned earlier cigarette butts i don't focus on cigarette butts with litter picking i mean because that would be full-time job in itself to just pick up cigarette butts there's probably solutions out there that we can come up with for the cigarette butts Primarily, I focus on the fast food bags or the beer cans or the water bottles or whatever it happens to be. To try to walk down the road and pick up every cigarette butt with a litter picker, with a little grabber, would be nearly impossible. But unfortunately, cigarette... exactly. Unfortunately, the other day, I'm not sure if you have a Dunkin' Donuts by you or that might be more of a New England thing. The other day, yeah. I, I went to a Dunkin' Donuts to grab a coffee or breakfast, whatever it was, and I saw trash in their parking lot. And I, and I, I told them, hey, I'm just going to clean up your parking lot. I don't want any money or anything. I just want to be able to come here and not have to see trash. And most of their trash, I picked up half a bag. Of, I don't know what it was, probably four pounds of trash total. I picked up, but 80% of that was cigarette butts because I did take the time to just pick up everything that I saw. It's a pretty, fairly small parking lot, but to put that on a bigger scale, that's just the cigarette butts in itself is a mission that I would love to tackle, but time is precious and there's only so many things we can focus on at once. Yeah, definitely. I've heard stories about how the like decomposition rate of cigarette butts is some thousands of years or some crazy thing and it's just you can't even like fathom something that you're going to use and then it's not going to break down for centuries after yeah. you are dead and gone it's just crazy sure. i believe the aluminum cans are a hundred years for decomposition rate but a hundred wow. years for a can to go away plastic I don't know if there is any rate at which plastic will go away or not that we know of at this point in time yeah. yeah. So when you throw out, when somebody throws out a soda can, you just put that there for a hundred years, unless somebody else comes along and picks it up. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. We talk about finding artifacts from previous generations and things and, oh, these are from the Navajo Indians or something mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, what people are going to look back on and see in our, you know, artifacts are, oh, hey, look, here's an aluminum can. Yeah. This is circa 1992. Like, yeah. it's like, really, like, is that what, really what the kind of message we want to leave for future generations is, oh, this generation was all about throwing their trash on the ground. Like, it's a mess. What do you see as the future of where people stand on litter outside? Do you see a movement towards people becoming more responsible towards throwing their litter out the window? Or do you think it's like, it's getting worse? I think it's getting better. From what I hear in the 60s and 70s, it was extremely bad. And I hear I wasn't alive in the 60s or early 70s. I don't know what it was like back then. I know what it's like now. And to me, now it's really bad. Maybe it's 100 times better than it was. I think the more socially responsible we become, the more educated we become, the more we get groups like Litter Pick or the Ocean Cleanup or 
whatever they are, if we get more of those groups to inspire others, I think the better we will become. I think it's now the environment in general is really coming to the forefront. Look at the weather for the last week where the entire world is breaking heat record temperatures. What we do every day affects tomorrow. Right, It affects our kids. It affects our grandkids. I won't be around in 100 years to see where we are. Even in 50, I probably won't be around in 50 years to see where we are. My kids will, and I don't want to leave them a world that's like in the movie WALL-E, if you've ever seen the movie WALL-E. I don't want to leave them in a world where they have to go live in a spaceship because we've left so much litter on earth that we can't live here any longer yeah definitely agree and i think we're definitely going towards a way of more social awareness and awareness around the environment and awareness around all of that just because of easy accessibility to information that we have nowadays in some ways it's become overwhelming but i think in a lot of ways it's been really good especially with these kind of movements and like social change has really started happening a lot i just think about how far we've come i know there's still a long way to go with a lot of social injustice with in terms of different ethnicities and all sorts of things but i think we have definitely come a very long way considering just was it 60 60 years ago we were had different measures with segregation and all that kind of stuff and now we're in the state where a lot of we still have a long ways to go but there's a lot of good movements happening we have the black lives matter movement and all sorts of other things so it's there's a lot of social change happening and still occurring and there's a lot of really good going on that I think we're becoming more aware in many different areas, the environment included. So I definitely think there's a positive momentum that we have going and with people like you are going out there and starting to bring more awareness to this. I think that's really helpful, which is really awesome. I'd love to ask a question of what are your goals for Litterpick for the rest of 2022? My goals for this year, because I just started a few months ago, or officially started a few months ago. My goal for this year are to try to spread the word that Ludipic exists, that there are people out there who care, who want to make a difference. I love to get more people involved, right? I'd like to work with my community, with my town here to organize community events where we go out. Every year, once the snow melts appear, there's a certain day, I'm not sure what day it is, it's before Earth Day, but there's a day that happens where every town has cleanups. They get volunteers and they all go out. And that happens once a year. That should happen once a month. That should happen every weekend where people can just volunteer three hours of your day. Go pick up some trash for three hours, for two hours, for a half an hour. As you're walking down the street and you see a piece of litter, pick it up, throw it in a trash can. That one little act of kindness to the environment will inspire others to say, hey, I can do that too. I can go pick up a piece of trash. And you get 10 million people that pick up one soda can each. That's 10 million aluminum cans off of our streets. There's a lot of power collectively. We all just need to do a little bit. The goal of Litter Pick is to try to inspire, to try to get the collective group of people. Every time I post on LinkedIn or Facebook, everybody says, what a great idea. That's so awesome. Love that you're doing that. I want to take it one step further where they say, what a great idea. How can I help? What can I do to help you do that? that next piece let's set up a weekend where we go out and we just pick up trash that's where i'd like to get to that's the part where i'm struggling with 
Prior to this, I wasn't on Facebook that much or LinkedIn that much. I'm a software developer by, by trade. I'm an introvert by trade. I don't do social things or I don't put myself out there for social groups. This is important enough that I'm doing that, that I want to change. I want to make a difference. So for me, it's a challenge to try to get those, to try to get organized groups together to go clean. But I need to, I next plan, hopefully in the next month, I'll be talking to my town to try to see if we can just organize a group. Maybe on Facebook. Facebook has a town page where we can say, hey, we're going out cleaning tomorrow. Who wants to come? Can I get 10 volunteers? Definitely. Unless people know it's happening. If they're not aware that it's happening, they may not think anything of it. But if somebody says, hey, you know what? They're doing a cleanup. Maybe I'll help out for an hour. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And I'll have to ask this question as well. What are you currently learning right now? I am learning a lot about networking. I'm learning. I'm trying to learn about grant writing because there are a lot of grants that the government offers because to try to reach that goal of autonomous vehicles, robots, cleaning our roads, it doesn't come for free, right? There's a lot of investment that needs to happen. I don't have that kind of money to do that. I'm not an Elon Musk who can create self-landing rockets. We have the technology out there to do everything I want to do, just need to get the people to back it, the funding to back it. The first step that I'd like to do is purchase a trailer that I can convert into a vacuum, a litter vacuum. They sell litter vacuums. I just like to put it on a trailer so that I can take it down the road and prove out the concept of, hey, we can use this to clean the road and then build upon that, build it, add the camera scanner on there, write some software that, that can recognize trash versus a rock that can, that can recognize what is garbage, right? What is garbage and not an animal. There's a lot of things to consider when you're using artificial intelligence to try to accomplish a task. After the camera scanners, then comes the self-driving vehicle that can do it all. But that's what I'm learning right now. I'm also learning what the right tools are to go pick up trash. When I first started picking up litter, I went out there, I had a pair of gloves and a safety vest and a garbage bag. And I went out there and I was picking up trash with my hands. And that was tiring, very tiring. I do a mile and I was exhausted. I then went and purchased, uh, I'm not sure what they're called, a stick, a, like a little grabber that is 36 inches long that can help me pick up the trash from the road. That has been a lifesaver from bending over every three feet to just picking it up with the grabber. I'm now, I just saw the other day, there's a shoulder bag where you can put a garbage bag into a shoulder bag that you can use rather than trying to, right now I carry a garbage bag in one hand and a grabber in the other. And you can imagine after a mile, my 30 gallon garbage bag is pretty full. It's pretty heavy after a mile and I could tie it up and leave it and grab another bag. I don't like to fill bags only halfway, but I saw that there's shoulder bags that on Amazon or even in a local local hardware store that you could use. So that's my next step is to try one of those to see how much better that becomes. And so it's a constant learning process of what we can do to make it easier. The easier it is for people to pick up trash, the more likely it is they will pick up trash. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Like the whole idea of using data to understand 
where do we need a trash can? What Walt Disney did. Where do I need a trash can? If you make it easy for people to throw away trash, they're going to make the right choice and put it in a trash bin rather than beside the trash can. Yeah, definitely. Make it as easy and as simple as possible is really key exactly. for sure. And uh, if anybody would like to reach out to you to get in touch with you and learn more about Letter Pick or help you in your journey on building Leonard Pick, how can they reach out to you? The best way is to go to my website, litterpick.com, L-I-T-E-R-P-I-C.com. I'm also on Facebook. There's a Facebook group called Litter Pick Inc. I'm also on Instagram under hash litter pick, L-I-T-R-P-I-C. There's no E because litter pick is taken by somebody who takes pictures of dogs or like a litter of animals. So they were using that for a litter, a picture of a litter of animals. I would love to use that one too, but I didn't want to have a lot of those pictures mixed in with the website. But those, that's the best way. I'm at contact at litterpick.com and I'm available anytime. But I mean, yeah, go to the website, check out the stories. We have a few pages on the website. The first page, if you log on, that you see is a forum. You see all the most relevant stories. I have it broken out on there by category. Right now, there's a category for every state in the U.S., for all 50 states, and there's a category for the five regions of the U.K. I've had some people from the U.K. reach out and ask where they can post, so I've added some regions on there. If there are other regions that I don't have, I would love to hear about them, and I can add them to the website. But when you post, when you log on to the website, you'll see, at first, you'll see all of the most recent stories. If you're interested in a specific state, if you're interested in Maine, where I am, you can choose just the Maine category, and it'll show you all the stories for that location. I also have at the top of that webpage, it's manual right now. I'd like to get it to be automated, but right now, there's a spot on there that tells you the total amount of trash cleaned and the total distance cleaned. So right now we had a person from Hawaii post on the website and they picked up a lot of trash. I don't think it was because Litterpick existed. I think they picked up the trash and they just posted it on Litterpick, which is great. But we keep track of how much trash have we taken off the streets, off parks, off the ocean, and how much have we cleaned? I believe we're at 1,100 pounds right now, 20 miles or something like that. Awesome. That's great. It's a drop in the ocean, but it's a start. It's, it's something, it's a start. Again, if everybody helped, it would be a huge amount. Definitely. And you always have to start somewhere because it's just starting out. And I'm sure the next time we have you on this podcast, feature on here, you'll be saying, yo, we have over a thousand miles that we've covered and we have yeah. 30,000 pounds of trash that we've collected. You always have to start somewhere. And I love that we were able to hear you from the beginning. So thank you. And thank you, uh, thank you again for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time that you took out to talk to us about litter pick and what you're doing. I think it's really awesome because we need to make sure that we're respecting our environment as well, because it definitely impacts this all impacts the animals that also live here with us and also really just impacts how we see our world. So I really appreciate what you do and very thankful for you coming on the show. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. And if you enjoyed listening to how litter pick is creating a movement to take all the trash off the side of our roads, then I invite you to check out this interview with Mariska. She creates awareness on how we need to live a zero-waste lifestyle through her artwork. Because if we head this off at the source and just not use so much trash, we won't have to spend so much time and resources 
trying to clean it up. But we need both sides. We need people like Alec to go out there and clean up the mess that we've already made. And we need people like Mariska to show us how we live a zero-waste lifestyle. Somewhere where we're not just replacing all the litter that we have collected. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.